Hello, and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, Davis Wimbledon. We are talking some baseball. We've had some good cheating recently. That's fun. My Yanks in the spotlight. Um, kind of nothing. Cool. That's funny. Kind of nothing really there. Uh, a little Mets. Hey, how are you? Because it's getting a little ugly at City. Uh, and I do want to talk a, a little Wembenyama. Wembenyama? Am I saying that right? I think you've got lottery. Because um, I do think there is something, uh, something fun there. Greg Popovich still there? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll wrap up with that because some of you don't get H for that. H was code for horny. Sorry to all the kids. Um, let's cover the cheating stuff quick. We did a little bit on talking baseball, and I think because everything's out, like no one's still eating bugs about it. Uh, you know, Twitter was ugly for a little bit because Judge Comment looked section's ugly. Judge looked to the side. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that want to come at Yankee fans. Anyways, there's a conglomerate in Houston that will search for anything, and I get it. You know, you wanna you wanna live that way. That's your sports world. Sure, knock yourself out. Um, the Aaron Judge thing is like over. It was, I mean, it started off over, but, like, we have every answer now. I do want to give a kudos uh, to Jim and myself for for giving applause slash not passing the sniff test of Aaron Judge and Jason Zillow, who l- runs their PR, and if you don't know, uh, we reference him on Talking Yanks a lot. You know what? Maybe you don't know the PR the head of PR for the Yankees, and that's fine. We do. Uh, Jason Zillow, first time we saw him. I think people know, like, their team's guy if they're a diehard. Yeah. Um, we saw him at winter meetings. Mark Teixeira was there. You might know Mark Teixeira if you like sports. And Mark Teixeira saw him and goes, the godfather. So that's kind of who he is in the Yankees organization. Boone had got kicked out earlier in the game. Judge, I'm assuming, got confronted essentially in the tunnel, walking off the field, knowing what was coming. They spun the whole thing into a leadership, him being the captain and getting mad at guys for yelling at the ump in the Blue Jays. That's incredible. Top-notch spin zone. We were on it from the start that that wasn't right because <laughs> you wouldn't do that mid-pitch for a half second before the pitch on multiple pitches. Um, as what, great a leader as we think Judge is. Yeah, just no. That's not how anything works. Uh, and then it, it all started to make a lot more sense when, uh, A, how Judge was doing it, B, that the hitters before Judge were switch hitters, so they were hitting lefty, so they couldn't look at the dugout first base coach to get uh, that the pitcher was tipping his pitches. Jackson, he... Has now openly admitted he was tipping his pitches. And this is this is much bigger part of baseball than I originally assumed. Um, like we talked about here, talking baseball wherever. You know, the guys who aren't playing, especially starting pitchers, because they also, <laughs> I think they want to be experts on tipping pitches because they do not want to tip their pitches. You know, the joke is starting pitchers don't do anything. On their off days, they spend it basically watching to see if guys are tipping their pitches. Um, and there's been famously guys that are great at it. I, you know, Carlos Beltran, 
Um, and then there's some other stuff there, but he's supposedly like historic at picking up when pitchers are tipping their pitches. I don't know. I think there's a little bit of us that when we played baseball as kids, you you just like, oh, you know, hit the ball, react, fastball, curveball. There's only a few hitters in baseball that can really react to pitches. Um, a lot of them are kind of guessing or making educated guesses. Uh, that's why we compliment, like a player like Labor Torres, when he has two strikes, he's reacting, and that's really impressive. Not a lot of guys can do that. So when he reacts to a slider and flips it to right field, that's very impressive. Um, I think that's why teams and old-school baseball people like hitters that go the other way because that means you're able to react to it. IMO. Um, and there's a couple other things there. Anyways, uh, so they got a tip on Jackson. Judge hits a homer on a bad pitch that he tipped. Yep. That adds up. 462 on that one? 465? Oh, yeah, 462, I think, because I think I made a 62 joke in my head. Ah, uh, that was a bomb. So, you know, internet streets get hot. Sure. Uh, next day, things are already dying down. The pitchers admitted it. It's all out there. Everyone kind of knows what's up. Uh, Domingo Herman gets, <laughs> gets ejected from the game for sticky stuff. Uh, the ump said it was the stickiest hand he's ever touched. The stickiest thing he's ever touched. The way he phrased it. thing he's ever, t- he's ever touched. Tough to not make jokes about, if I'm being honest. And uh, Jim was on this, but the umpire said the same thing when they kicked out uh, Scherzer. And it's clearly, you know, David Cohen did that demonstration uh, with the rosin and the, what was it, the rubbing alcohol that makes your hand, like, as sticky as you want. Hmm. And clearly, I think pitchers thought that was a loophole, and I think... It's not because, again, they don't have to do any, like, science tests or anything. At the end of the day, it's the umpire's judgment. If so, this guy touched your hand and says, oh, that's too sticky. So, yeah, all four umps walked over, which I thought was funny, and were like, look at this sticky hand. Um, they touch Herman's hand. He's out. So, yeah, if you want to be Yankees are cheating, right now is a, a pretty good time. Um, the Herman stuff's pretty wild because he, he had a scare with this before, and then they let him go, and then... To do it again, I don't know. Kind of feels boneheaded. But I'm guessing a lot of pitchers are doing something. Uh, I'm not even going to assume. A lot of pitchers are doing something similar to this. That's what pitchers do. Just try to figure out how much of a we can use and push the limits. That's how we got to spider tack. That, like, poison sticky stuff people were putting on their hands because pitchers just... Kept trying to get 1% better until they got there. That they're going to mess around with rosin or rubbing out, whatever it is. Um, and it feels like we're coming up against another line that, um, I don't know. Yankees lose Herman for 10 games. He had been pretty good for them uh, recently. Uh, Severino on his way back. So, I don't know. It kind of, I don't want to say it works out. But, um, yeah, good, good time to be hating on the Yankees for, for not doing things the right way. Um, Los Mets, cross town. How are you? New York radio. Are the Mets done? They're not done, but things are bad. Uh, the Mets, I remember there was literally an article written that were like, the Mets finished April 15 and 13 and like, thank God. Uh, 
because they had a lot of injuries and things weren't going right and, you know, time times were looking tough. Things are, the wheels are falling off very hard. Justin Verlander gets booed doubly yesterday. Um, coming off the field and they just showed him on the scoreboard at one point. Um, I don't know. I... <sighs> I very much believe in the Braves. There's nothing you could do to get me off the Braves. How about that? Um, regular season Phillies, I don't know. You know, last year, again, they weren't world-beating. Like, they 87 wins last year. Just think about that. Like, if the Phillies... Could the Phillies in a regular season be three games worse than they were last year? Absolutely. Right? And then they're an 84-win team. So, I don't fully believe in regular season Phillies. Florida, Miami... What was that? They're wearing the throwback unis. They used to be the Florida Marlins, right? Used to yes. be. Like you watched some 03 World Series in highlights. The, in those pretty Marlins uniforms. Um, they're the same team every year, it feels like. Um, Nats, I think, are peskier than people kind of thought. I don't think they're great, but they're, they're closer to the Mets in the standings than the Mets are to the Braves. And the Mets are playing Tampa right now. Um and yeah, things tend to get louder in New York City and when you have the budget they've now started spending. They just called up Vientos, uh, another prospect for them, and they have these, a few of these kind of real prospects that have been called up for the team, Beatty, Alvarez. Um, I don't know, things... Uh, the phrase I've kept saying on Talking Baseball for a couple weeks now is don't let things get ugly. Because it's gonna for a couple teams. Right? Like, the White Sox have been ugly. White Sox have been ugly for a little while now. For one of the AL East teams, it's gonna get kind of ugly. Like, the Yanks are about to go. And they kind of are going. Like, in their last, what, 15? They're like 10 and 5? 10 and 4? I'm looking at last 10 and it's 7 and 3. There's, I'm sure you can expand that a bit. And they feel completely different. Like, the Yanks... They've had the hardest schedule. They're going to... Schedule watch people. They're going to end up in a 90-win range. Like, they just are. They're the Yankees. I know we can get panicky about them sometimes, but... We did. They're going to add at the deadline. They do go out and get players. Carlos Rodon has not pitched for this team, and he could pitch half a season. He might not. If he does, he could be potentially the best pitcher... On their team, on your team, uh, so the Yankees are Yankees are going to figure it out. Um, Toronto, I think they're in an interesting position. They played really well. Sure, I mean they just swept the Braves. The Yankees have taken two games. The Braves could, or Toronto could take the next two. Um, I've just and I said it. I said this on talking baseball. And Toronto fans, you guys tend to get loud. You're young. You're excited about your Blue Jays. So sometimes you guys run hot on the streets. Um, just be careful. Because if one series turns to two series and then you're dancing with the Red Sox, maybe the Yankees and the Red Sox instead of the Orioles and the Rays, teams are going... I keep driving this home. Really good teams are going to get left behind at some point this year. Toronto's not there. I'm, I'm not saying that. But the Mets, like, a couple more bad weeks and you have an uphill battle to climb... For the next four months. Like, in two weeks, it'll be June 1st. Mm-hmm. June, July. Tra- so you got two months to get your shit together for the trade deadline. 
And then August, September, like September, you can be digging yourself a real hole. Um, but the, the Mets are going to come around and be better. Justin Verlander's recently back. Carrasco's coming back. Um, Scherzer was out and came back. Um, their hitting stuff is bizarre. And I guess that either changes in the next two weeks or it's here all year. Like, it becomes a thing. Like, we don't score runs in the first inning. It becomes a mental game. 90% of this sport is half mental. Or is it 80? What are yogis? 90, 90 right? I don't know why I question myself on that. That stuff's, like, right. burnt into my brain. Um, good teams are going to get left behind in the next... I don't know. In a month, if the Padres met... One of the ALA's teams flunks the dunk. Like, you're going to start digging a hole that you can't really get out of. Your dream is now going to become, like, the last wild card. And if that becomes your dream, that's other teams' backup plan that when they screw the pooch, they might end up there. And if you don't execute perfectly, you're going to be in a tight spot. So, um, I'm not... I'm worried for the Mets. I'm worried for the Mets. It's got to happen soon. Silver lining for them. Currently one and a half games out of a playoff spot with only one team between them and a spot. The three wild card teams right now in the NL. D-backs, Pirates, Marlins. I think we would take the over on one and a half of those teams not being in there. Could see that getting shook up, but also behind that is Phillies and Padres, right? So yes, Phillies I see half this, game up on the Mets. I guess it... The end, and back to bad news for the Mets, they've had one of the easiest schedules. So right, far. they've had a crazy easy schedule, and it felt like they've almost had a good luck season up until a couple weeks ago, where I don't think like Padres fans thought they... They've had any good luck at this point. I don't think Philly fans have felt they've had any good luck. So, um, I don't know. I guess that's... Uh, I'm not willing to make a bet on the Mets, but if you are, why don't you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook? Baseball season is in full swing. Whether you're rooting for the home team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. Place a $5 bet, boom, and you will get $150 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings, they've got their same game stepped up, step up parlays. Rack up a few bets, win big. Join in the big league action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign up with code BAKERS. New customers can bet just $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code BAKERS. Um, a couple, Jake, taste myself. Um, new segment. Uh, BBD mentioned uh, my guy Jeff Passan kind of stiffed us on talking baseball today. He was at the doctor's office. So we might let that one go. Uh, but then he shows up on McAfee later. Um, Saw a Pat McAfee tweet. Um, okay. I just, I thought we were cooler than that. Um, but in good news, uh, we were talking rules because they, you know, ratified the CBA. Is that the I right term? So. Uh, and... One of my dear, dear friends, Ian Happ, was listed in that article as an alternate committee member to the rules committee. There's like a player's a contingent. player's contingency on the rules committee. 
Actually, a lot of guys were sort of connected to Flaherty. Yeah. Glasnow's on there. And Apps, I guess, an alternate. Do they Am get missing paid someone else? for that? They must get some thing. Um, I said, any comments on being alternate committee member? Because that's how it was listed. Um, and Ian Happ replied, let's see how many rules we can change. Fuck it. <laughs> so that, uh, that got a giggle out of me and I got a text from him, not Jeff Passan. So, um, Walker Bueller on alternate. Yeah. Walker Bueller in the mix. He's doing some content now. Been uh, on talking baseball before. Happy for him. Um, one you know, ump on the ump committee. You know what? I think a lot of people that listen to this, they like sports. There's also a lot of Jake fans, so I'm going to empty out some Jake on them because I've had a little bit of a weird, weird 24 hours. Um, Nikki Cass, you guys are familiar with Nikki. Um, he does Blitzball with us. He does the Italian videos on the interstate. Uh, he has a relationship with Five Iron Golf. Uh, we're working on having a relationship with Five Iron Golf. They had a grand opening in the Upper East Side, pretty close to me, of a new Five Iron Golf. Nikki said, come through. I said, okay. Yeah, I'd love to meet some of the people there. I'd like to go there. If that could be a Saturday morning place for me or something, I would be interested in that. Um, so I went there, saw a couple uh, friendly faces. As I'm reliving this, this is all pretty bizarre. Um, so I went there, and uh, Nikki's there, and he's excited. Film a mini piece of content with him. Sure, why not? Um, there's also a surprising character there, which I haven't, I guess I just haven't discussed this. We, um, or I guess I kind of did my bachelor party. I went to, it started at five iron, like a bunch of guys met up there. Uh, we hit some balls. Uh, we went out, went out on the town after sure. We were in the city and, um, some of three of the friendly people at Five Iron, two girls and a guy, I'll leave their names out, they ended up coming out with us. And we partied. And it was like bachelor party now. So it was kind of crazy. Show up at this Five Iron and one of the girls is there. Haven't seen her since that night. And I was just like, hey! Nah! But it's kind of funny. Like that's, you know, that person is a, in a fun memory for me. So it's just like, wow, okay, great to see you. I hope, I hope everything's well. I don't think we're friends, but that's funny. So I'm like, whatever. So that obviously leads to a couple free drinks and stuff. Anyways, Nikki Cass is there. Cougines is there. Uh, if you know Cougines, he's an Italian silly man that does a lot of food content on the internet. Um. He is like an inverse Nikki Cass. Uh, Nikki Cass, I couldn't get to go out to like a, a happy hour if I ever wanted to. That's not who he is. He's like, uh, he's focused, no distractions. Cougine wants distractions. Cougine was drinking. He was on his way to like a dinner club to like turn up. He was looking at Five Iron like kind of bored. He's like, what, what is this? What do we do here? It's like, it's kind of golf, man. I don't know. It's like... Simulators. It's a pretty basic concept. Kind of straight up what you do here. Watching him and Nikki talk was hilarious. Uh, There's a guy there that's famous in the golfing community, hole-in-one trick shots. He was a nice guy. Tiki Barber was there. 
That was really cool. I mean, Tiki. Tiki was a dude. Tiki was a guy guy. Um, and yeah, we had a really funny... In my head, we had a funny exchange. I went up to talk to him once. When our Blitzball stuff was starting to go out, like it had a WFAN week where everyone was talking about it and kind of like, we could... These John Boy guys are short, unathletic guys. Like, we should... We should face we them. We should go beat up on them. And like, we tried to schedule some stuff. It never really happened. Maybe still will one day. Um... That uh, was going to say hi to Tiki, like couldn't get in the convo, so it was just outside, and then I had to walk away, and was like, that kind of stunk. Uh, and then saw Tiki again, so went for it, and I was like, hey, Tiki, Jake from John Boy, you know, we talked about playing some Blitzball. He's like, oh, yeah, man, how you doing? Nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I was just like, hey, you ever, did you play baseball growing up? I don't know. Tiki? Um, he said, no, just football and wrestling. And he said, wrestling taught me a lot. And he said in a really cool voice, he's Tiki Barber, right? He talks on the radio and he's Tiki Barber. That kind of, it like, there was a pause in the conversation that was like, I don't know, are we going to wrestle? And then I, I told him a panicky story, which is very true when I used to travel a lot. Um, wrestling people are a very interesting breed. That when I used to travel a lot, like wrestling dads, wrestling guys, would come up to me at the airport and be like, hey, you used to wrestle, pal? <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I, I understand why you're asking, because I'm a short, stocky man, uh, but I did not used to wrestle. And Tiki liked that, and he left. But okay, a lot of moving parts here, whatever. Have a couple more drinks. I'm playing uh, Jimmy's, Jimmy's little brother, Luke, was there. He's trying to get in the Five Iron community and sales gang. Um, <laughs> we're hitting some balls. Par three, 236 yards. I hit a hole in one. Which was a very cool, but also it's like a simulator. So I hit a ball into a wall, and then I watched a computer screen happen. They're like, we were half excited, but also not full excited. And then a lot of other people were excited. Because you kind of have to, like, golf society has told you if you hit a hole in one, you should be excited about it. It's a big moment. And if we're treating simulators as kind of a golf reality, that's still cool. So, yeah, I don't know. We, we celebrated and had a good time. Call it. Go to bed. Good night. This isn't really part of the story, but I just like to finish it that way. Like, I'm kind of reliving everything. I was like, that was kind of nuts. When met Tiki Barber and hit a fake hole in one in the same night. What the hell was that? <laughs> um, you really write it all down. And then I opened Talking Baseball with this. Had the worst Starbucks and Dunkin' experience of my life back-to-back this morning. I normally order, if I'm picking up coffee, I'll order it on the train. So it's ready when I get there. It's kind of like a little, okay, I'm like three stops away. I'll order my coffee now. It's like a nice little train system for me. Uh, it's usually ready. There's a couple times, and you can tell walking in that it's crazy busy. And like, Usually you can okay, tell, and you get it. It's a busy day. Like Mine might not be ready, but hopefully I'm on deck. 25 minutes, and like it was, again, it's, it's pure chaos in there. It's backed up, so everyone's mad. Nobody has their coffee yet, like literally. All the people working are miserable because they're trying to play catch-up on a game they might not catch up for for hours. And so I, I was running early, which I was happy about, so I was like, you know what, I'm not going to say anything. And people are the worst. Like people are, A couple of people stood like right in front of me. It's like, what are, you, what are we doing you can't do that. This isn't a subway. <laughs> like this is there's space. This is Starbucks. Figure it out. Um, 
25 minutes. I'm like ready. I'm like, am I going to bail on this? But no, it's funny. Duncan never came into my head. I was like, oh, would I have to go to Chick-fil-A and get a coffee? I was like, I'll just wait. I'm not in a rush. It'll, my coffee will come. I was getting to the point of being about to be like, hey, I know you guys have a lot going on, but have you seen a Jake coffee? Did it get snagged? Like, you know. That happens. 20, 25 minutes. That's a, that's a while. Uh, the Jake comes out. It's a large coffee. It looks nothing like the coffee I normally get, but it is my order. So I say, you know what? Fuck it. Get me out of here. <laughs> We're out of here. Jake coffee. Um, so then I'm walking back, and I'm like kind of frustrated. It was getting hot in Starbucks. Um, mini hangover. I walk to the front door of our office and I say, you know what? I kind of want to eat something. I wasn't going to eat something, but the Starbucks experience made me miserable. I'm going to get some Dunkin'. And that's almost going to be my revenge on Starbucks. You're going to get the Dunkin' breakfast. There's a Dunkin' right next to our Right near the building. So as I'm about to walk in the building, I say, screw it. And I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. So I order Dunkin' on my mobile app and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to order this. I'm going to have a couple breaths of fresh air. I'll sit in the Dunkin'. The food will get 20, 25 minutes. Um, brutal. Now I'm sitting in Dunkin', getting mad at Starbs and Dunkin'. Um, that it, now that I'm sitting here talking about it, that was a weird collection uh, of time for me. So, I don't know. I guess you guys tell me if you enjoyed that segment, quote-unquote. Jake talking about his kind of bizarre life. Um because it was a little fun for me. Um, the last sports thing I want to talk about, and again, I'm, I will openly admit I'm not the best person to talk about it about, but there was the lottery last night, and this was a big one. Weminyama uh, is the biggest prospect since LeBron. Uh, pretty insane to think about. This, does anyone even, like, compete? Like, who do people say? Um, like, like the Zion draft. Zion, but we didn't know his health or anything. Yeah, we, yeah, we like, knew. Like, Zion's knew. career up until this point hasn't been surprising, right? Like, he's been no, injured and like kind of sh- good. Shot. He's, he's been really good when he plays, but he's been super injured. It, that, it's been, like, one real sample size year. People were, like, sus on Zion that they're really not with yeah, Wemby. There were detractors um, and, and Wemby. Uh, I mean, you could, you could almost throw Luca out there, but you can't at all. He didn't even go first, like yeah. Trey Young. I was on him. Uh, BBD was on him, though. Uh, this and guy's a freak show. He plays, he plays against pros. He's report, reportedly 7'5 without shoes on. Mm. And he plays like a guard. He plays like whoever your favorite two guard is. He plays like them. And he does some shit that's supposed to be like potentially revolutionary he takes know how dirk has the one-legged step back he has a one-legged three-point shot like in transition like dribbling the ball up the court because picture this he's seven five so if i'm comfortable taking a floater from like the free throw line that's kind of it for him pop so that might be a totally new shot in basketball that he might be bringing over that would be revolutionary. The way he plays for a big man is supposed to be revolutionary. Um, he doesn't have any health stuff, but people are slightly worried about that just because he's so big that you have that, to worry. He's that long and he's, and he's by default skinny. They're, so. they're saying the only reason he isn't considered a better prospect than LeBron is LeBron's body is like the sturdiest thing that we've ever seen built. 
Like even in high school, like even in high school, it's like wow, dude, like this guy. He he was always like built built like like a man. man. He was built like a man at age sixteen, and now he's like the ultimate man, still playing. By the way, at an extremely high level, Um, Nugs won big last night, right? Did the Lakers even come back at the end? Yeah, yeah, they came back. Really? It got very close. Three-point game on a couple occasions. Oh, I was like People thought it was like, oh, wow, Lakers are going to win this. Oh, my God. Bronny. It got close. See? Fell asleep. Um, Nuggets in five. I was uh, I saw TikTok about how LeBron and Taj Gibson were the same high school class, and it was funny. Yeah. Their bodies feel different. Um, Quick body thing before I finish up the NBA. Mookie Betts, sprint speed. Steep decline. He was like... Used to be in that... He was like high 80s for most of his... Because he's not like a pure burner, but Mookie was fast. I think Petriello posted it today. I think he's like 39th percentile speed or something. Right now, that's what his stat cast says. That like... 50 last year. And it's been on a trajectory that's just like... Yeah, it was 87th in the in the shortened season. We don't forget how much of a freak LeBron is because that's what people do talk about. But yeah! Mookie Betts, like all-world Mookie Betts. Like people are now talking about what are his next like five years going to look like. Like um, losing a step happens to literally everyone. LeBron hasn't lost a step; he just uses less steps. Um, finishing Wembyama, um, pretty cool for the Spurs. It's cool that Popovich is still in town. Like you know, he was the consensus numero uno coach. Like not a discussion. Like it was Pop. He's a living legend. I've even talked about on this show how it's like. <laughs> It, the tone has changed. Literally, no one has brought up Pop being the best coach in the NBA in five years. It just hasn't been said. The Spurs have been a tough team to watch. Like, DeRozan was there for a minute. Yeah. But they were, you know, ever since the big, the big guys got out of town, you know, and that was kind of the thing, right? Like, Guess what? If you have really good players, there's a chance you're a good coach in the NBA. If you, if you have really bad players, it's really hard to be a good coach in the NBA. They had that streak of 50-win seasons that was like forever, and it's now been the uh, the 2017 season was the last time. Last it's a long time, time ago. When did you graduate college, BBD? Graduated college 2019. A lot feels like it's happened since then. Um that was the last time they made the playoffs. John Boy Media didn't exist. Talking Yanks. Marcus Aldridge led them in win shares that year. Marcus Aldridge, DeRozan. That was a tough watch either way. <laughs> I'm not a big... Aldridge's game always freaked me out. It felt like foot on the line, two-point shots. Um, I'm excited that Pop's going to get another run because I've also kind of taken some shots at him in a half-unfair way. Like, his... His sideline antics, like he didn't give any responses to sideline reporters, and we, everyone was like, ah, Pop, he's a Belichick type. He doesn't give stuff away. And then there was a couple times that it was like, you're kind of being a dick, and you're not winning games. Like, this kind of stinks, dog. Um, it's pretty cool that San Antonio, which <laughs> if Tony Parker didn't exist, San Antonio and France wouldn't have a huge relationship. 
But hmm. they do, and that's actually kind of cool. And so, like, when Minyama is comfortable going there, because, like, Tony Parker was there, and the guy that coached Tony Parker is still there. So that's really cool. And just fandom, and I will tell people to go listen to the opener of the last Rosillo episode, which, um, I don't know. I, get, I have no shame promoting that. Um, he just talks about the passion of a fan base and how cool it is that he didn't, it was, he recorded it before the lottery that, you know, a city's next 10 years are just significantly altered. Um, you know, it can obviously be shorter than that. Like, look at Zion said the same thing about new Orleans, but by the way, like sneaky, bad franchise history. Yeah. Like, like crazy. Um, Anthony Davis, look what he's doing right now, you know, paired with LeBron, sure. Um, but you know, there's so many NBA franchises that would have loved to have a go at Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson. Um, the Spurs deserve a little more respect for that. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, just picture like, I don't know. All the little kids and stuff in San Antonio that are going to be huge Spurs fans and huge Wenbayama fans and get to watch him, um, you know, a couple nights and weeks and stuff. So, I don't know. It's just the, uh, the emotional side of sports that I've always loved. I think I internally was wondering if that was just, does that just fade for everyone as you get older? And, I mean, even with this recent Yankees stretch, like being locked in and Kicking my legs when Wandy Peralta has a quick pitch changeup that's nasty, and just being like, "That's so awesome that he's doing that." Um, that the good people of San Antonio get to do that. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people. We're call, not live. Call for me in half. There's a, a lot of people very excited that when Benyama's ending up there, it's like best organization he could have ended up with. He's for sure going to be good now. Stuff. Call him back. Missed, missed call for me and Hap. I'll call him instantly. Now that that feels more desperate than just having picked up. I yeah. guess we're not live, so. Whoa, double BBD. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, became a real phone call. Didn't make sense to have Jake come in for the last, like, 30 seconds, so episode's over. Excited about when Midyama going to the Spurs because that just makes too much sense. Um, and, yeah. Show is over. We love you. Subscribe. Listen to everything. Watch everything. Warehouse is doing stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Song's out. Algorithm doesn't like it. That's the reason the song hasn't been there. Love you guys. Bye.